from the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Coast to Coast. Brought to you by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to UGAHockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it, both on and off the ice. Summer Skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at SummerSkates.com. Adrian College, championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com slash mhockeyd1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack. ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. Oklahoma University. 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at OUHockey.net. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, to another episode of College Hockey Coast to Coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight, still in Kansas City, Missouri. Well, it's a beautiful day today. Uh, a mix of sun and clouds and about, I don't know, up mid-80s or so. And humidity kind of blew out of here with the uh, cold front that passed through the other night. So uh, not bad. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. He's probably been in the backyard. He's probably got the fire pit going, got the feet up, uh, summer skates on, a land shark in one hand, a microphone in the other, and ready to podcast coast to coast. Paul, how are you? Well, it must be nice to know that you're never 100% wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do have my summer skates on. That's, oh. the, only, that's the only thing you got right. Ah, oh, man. Where's the land shark? Where's the uh where's the fire pit? Um what's going on? Uh I'm stuck in the basement. I don't know what you keep talking about this fire. I mean, I have a fire pit, but big deal. Everybody on Long Island has one. <laughs> yeah, we're fired up one night so we can hear the crackling through the microphone. Uh, I don't know if my Wi-Fi from the house goes that far. Oh, okay. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, as you know, still. Are you um, tomorrow, be uh, venturing over to St. Louis to check out uh, the uh, St. Louis Sports Commission. Are you group getting some barbecue? Uh, I have not yet, believe it or not. I have not. What the heck are you doing? In Can How do you go to Kansas City and not get some barbecue? Well, some people got to work. Yeah, and then what about you? <laughs> Good, good try. The chauffeur should the chauffeur should be able to stop and get you something. Could she, but I, I feel I I feel just dirty when I get barbecue here because Jesse Ray's is the best barbecue out there. So you know I don't want to be going up against them. Does Jesse Ray's have a location in Kansas City. They do not. Okay, so you're but okay. still, uh, no, I'm still not okay. Uh, Jesse day? Ray's. No, it's not. A, I love Jesse in. Ray's. I love Jesse Ray's. You know that. <laughs> Jesse Ray, Michael knows that too because I, I, I always make sure that when it comes up on my Twitter feed, I make sure I can pu push Jesse Ray's. I love this. <laughs> I love the God sauce. But okay, you're in Kansas City. Get some burnt ends or something. I don't know. Well, I haven't eaten yet today, so uh, we're going a little early, but for really good reason. Um, well, let, let me tell you how this all works, right? Uh, I, I couldn't get a hold of uh, of Derek Schooley the old-fashioned way um, because, well, long story. Anyway, <laughs> so I reached out to him today and uh, and used the old X machine. The, the old-fashioned yeah, way. That's it. 
now is email. <laughs> I know. So I so I went through the old X machine and I yeah. <laughs> and uh, I put out the bat signal and I said, uh, "Hey, coach, you really love to talk some uh, Robert Morris Colonials hockey if you're interested." And I, I thought I sent out the the tweet early this morning with a nice little um, promo that you did. Right. And uh, about noon, I was going like, "Huh, no response. That's funny." So I looked, and my tweet was still not sent. It, it had good. stuck up somewhere along the way. So I got it sent finally, and it wasn't more than a half hour until I uh, I had a uh, direct message from from Coach Schooley. And then I realized he'd been following College Hockey SW, not the new College Hockey W. So right. he hadn't even been following us on the College Hockey W. So uh, he had to he had to Didn't follow me, and then. Uh, direct message me and he goes you know what time what time and i said 9 30 eastern if you're still up that late and he goes could we go a little earlier and i said well let's try for 8 30 eastern he said okay well that would work uh so yeah uh we're scheduled to have on the head coach from robert morris and man you want to talk about things to talk about uh just look at their website for a minute and then start thinking about the fact that they haven't played competitive hockey in two years and um now they're coming back stronger than ever. It's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're sitting here, and, and I just, you know, I also pulled up the women's schedule just because I wanted it up just in case that came up because I'm sure that he and Logan Biddle are working very closely together and had to work, you know, and we're working very close. Logan Biddle is the women's coach, by the way, for people that don't know. Um to get things back on track over there in Pittsburgh. And and so, you know, just between ex- expansion 2.0 for Robert Morris. Yeah, that's a nice way to say it. Expansion 2.0. I like that. You know, um, you know, and as he has said to people before, and by the way, you know, the coach also understands the podcast world now since he was doing them for a year while he was... Still is, I think. Is he? Well, I can't imagine he's doing them as the season's... No, well, they don't do it during the summer. Well, the I site. think... I don't know. We'll find out. But We'll um, ask him, but... Yeah. Um, God, there are so many questions. So many things. I mean, the last time we spoke to him, it was just after... I guess they had announced that they would be back in Atlantic hockey after the program got reinstated. Yeah, now that we're college hockey coast to coast on Monday nights, it's a great opportunity to uh, to talk RMU hockey a little more. You know, and um, so there's, you know, we've been asking ourselves all these, some of these other questions too, some of these non-Robert Morris specific questions. And... Um, now we will get a chance to ask the coach about some of those too. Yeah, but obviously absolutely. we'll concentrate on his team first. Yeah, absolutely. As I cut my own mic off. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know they're really not that. Cl- you know, it's only two months. Yeah, they yep. open up at home uh, with Bowling Green, right, on a Saturday night, and play a home and home at Bowling Green on the Sunday night, which we like. We like that if you can do it, if the you travel do. allows you to do it. <laughs> you do because it frees up your screen time. Well, no, it's not. It has nothing to do with the screen time. <laughs> the daytime. Well, what we You don't like have to watch them all in one day. Days. Well, that's true, too. Well, well, home and home. Well, no, I'm not just talking about the Saturday, Sunday, although because most oh, okay. most. Not talking about that. I'm talking okay. about home and home where they play one night in one building. Oh yeah, yeah, night. yeah. I love that. You know, um, you know, it it is uh, a lot easier, obviously, for teams east of the Mississippi to do that. True, true. A little closer together. Most of them are much closer together. The the other thing that's really cool, and and when you look on the website and you see all the stuff that they're doing. Um, they're just back at it full swing. They're sending guys to the ECHL. They're they're bringing on new coaches. They they've got a full schedule out there. So I'm not going to mess around, Paul. Uh, 
You send out the yes, bat you signal. You always do, MSL. Yeah, no, no. You send out the bat signal, and you get one of the greatest coaches and one of the greatest people of all time to uh, to come on and talk college hockey with us. So let's not mess around. Derek Schooley, you got Scott and Paul with you. Thank you so much for answering my quick notice and jumping right on and, and talking hockey with us tonight. How are you? How are you guys doing? I can't complain too much. Uh, school hasn't started yet here, so we're good. Hey, we're two weeks away. Uh, our players show up two weeks from today. Um, we don't have everybody here in the summer like a lot of the schools do, but um, – it, it's it's been a long time coming and uh i can't like it's it's one of those things where you have so much time to do stuff and right putting things off putting things off and then today it's like oh my god we got this 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 and this to do and here we are two weeks away from having a full team back on the campus of robert morris so that's uh really exciting Coach, I was telling everybody that um, <laughs> I kind of went the old-fashioned way today to reach out to you and uh, use the old X machine, as they call it now, not Twitter. We and uh, you responded so nice, and uh, I appreciate that. And we are now College Hockey W on, on X, if you'll call it that, and uh, have expanded now to uh, do a Monday night show, which is called College Hockey Coast to Coast. So we hope we can have you on a little more. I thought you guys forgot about me. You know, <laughs> Coach Powers would never allow that, Coach. You know that. I thought, I thought you guys you, you had me on all the time when it was uh, when I wasn't doing anything, and then when I, now that I'm back coaching, I thought everybody's forgetting about me. I, I'm uh, still going to do my USCHO podcast. I'm still going to really? do uh, stuff that uh, I've enjoyed doing for the last two years, but now it's uh, go time and. Like you brought up, Coach Powers, we're we're excited to play Arizona State again this year, and then uh, we're going to be coming to their tournament uh, the following year in January. So we'll be seeing a lot of the uh, the Sun Devils, as if I don't see a lot of them already. But uh, um, it'll be to come out there and see the new building, Coach. I mean, um, we we just assumed when we had uh, Coach Powers on. I guess it was not the last time we had him on, but uh, the time before that when they were starting to put together the schedule. First thing I asked him, of course, is, okay, where and when are you playing Robert Morris? So we just, we we know. <laughs> well, he's got to come see his daughter somehow, seeing that she's in, she'll be in uh, in my house more than his house moving forward. <laughs> so for those of the listeners out there don't know, is uh, Coach Power's daughter, Bill, is here and plays uh, – on the same team as my daughter. So uh, we've got close with them. And uh, my daughter was actually out in Arizona for a couple weeks, uh, a couple weeks ago when it was, when you guys were hitting about 117, 118 out in uh, uh, Phoenix. Yeah, that's, that's easy. That's cake. It's a dry heat. That. Yeah, it's dry heat. Listen, I, you know, the first day I was there when I, when I, after I graduated from high school, it was 117. So whatever, you know, um, can you feel the excitement start to build? Yeah, it is. It's getting, uh, really the university has, has done a great job of, of kind of, uh, going to put our, all of our admissions in the fall and everything, all their advertisement and, um, into the relaunch of, of the program. And uh, tomorrow, actually Wednesday and Thursday, they're, they're doing uh, some video shoots. We're going to have our um, our players in and, and have them start uh, doing a commercial and doing some photo shoots and, and stuff leading. We'll have about five men and five women in that are, are either close to the area or in town. And uh, it's just, it's getting there. And uh, like I said, there's so much stuff that, that we've been preparing for. And then there's the little things that you put off, like uh, going back and looking through my team rules again and, uh, doing things like that, like procedural stuff that you have to do for the school that you haven't had to do for the last couple of years. And now you're, you're uh, getting to that point, but I've got my, we had my whole staff here last week, uh, Ryan DeRocher, who was at Colorado college as their hockey ops coordinator was with me previous uh, uh, in 2021 before they dropped the program is, is back in, in town, Matt Nicholson, who was with me from 09 to 15 
and was with me all last year, helped put the team together is, is here. And uh, we're going to start uh, talking systems and kind of figuring out how we want to play. And we think we've got uh, a lot of good parts. And um, I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be fine. Uh, I'm not uh, promising anything. I First time I did this, and uh, which is now, which is going to be 20 years ago, they, my press conference, they asked me what my expectations are for wins in the first year. And I said, the only number I'm concerned about it was a three and they kind of looked at me like I was crazy and only three wins. I'm like, no, I want our team to have a 3.0 G GPA. <laughs> and now I want a 3.5. So they, I don't know how you get a half a win anymore. So I guess right. I'll figure it out a little bit. <laughs> so now as, as you've gone through this, okay. And it's obviously a little bit easier to do this the second time. A, you have context. And B, you have the transfer portal. So those are things that you didn't have the first time you did it. Is a plus you didn't have the 3.0 GPA at that point either. So um, well, you had no. It, it's different. I got more gray hair now, too. So, <laughs> uh, and, a, and a few more pounds. Right. So it it's twenty years later, but the the dynamic in the landscape, like you just mentioned, there has completely changed, and you've got the with the fifth years and the transfer portal, uh, getting younger kids and uh, getting kids that were committed and and then decommitted and and then coming here and I mean it's it's completely a different world than it was when we did this the last time in two thousand three. I mean, back then, if a kid verbally committed, nobody and their brother would, could talk to them, and they were locked in coming to your school for four years. Now they commit, and you might not have them for four days. Right. So it uh, the whole landscape's changed, and we've got nine um, fifth-year uh, grad transfers, and, I mean, that's going to be tremendous for us. We've got two on goal, three in the blue line, and, and four up front. and uh, I think we, we hit a home run on, on some of those. And uh, you can't ask for anything more than what we got in goal and Chad Veltri, who has played 100 games for Niagara and uh, was a hockey uh, commissioner goalie of the month in November of last year and uh, has been one of the better goalies in Atlanta hockey the last four years. Fun fact of that, which I'll, I'll tell you everybody and, and they'll get sick of the story, is, is he's from Pittsburgh and right. he came in with Niagara and uh, eliminated us from the playoffs in the COVID year. A little right. we know that would be our last game. He is the goalie of record in our last win and our last loss. And he will be <laughs> the goalie of record for us when we come back and play. So it's, uh, like I said, a, a fun little fact that not many people know, but uh, I think we hit a home run there. And we've got another uh, fifth-year goalie in Francis Bobert, who was a starter at St. Lawrence's freshman year and kind of, Got behind as a backup the next, last couple of years, but we, we feel we've got a good quality one-two punch in, in fifth years in goal. Okay, so I, I want to uh, approach this from a, a different, because you have, uh, as uh, what well, I like to call it a donut hole roster. Okay? A lot of seniors, a lot of freshmen, and because you guys didn't have a couple of seasons, you got nothing in the middle. First of all, um, you have three holdover players from when you last played. Uh, Cameron Herbert, if I, I think is Herbert or he bear, depending on how you, I don't know what part of Canada he may be from, but uh, Gavin Goulash and Matthew Hutton to not play for two years had to be a struggle for those guys. Yeah, it's been a challenge. Matt Hutton actually played, uh, didn't play last year, but played the year before at St. Mary's division three. He was one of their leading scorers and, and Matt was, Matt's an energy guy and a, a piece of the puzzle for us. And um, he only played uh, two games his freshman year, played all the games at St. Mary's. So he's he he did play a game two years ago. But, yeah, Gavin and Cameron, they haven't played games for two years. And uh, Gavin uh, Cameron was just coming on. He was our most improved player that, that last year we played the COVID year. And, and Gavin was a freshman where uh, he played almost all the games. He missed a couple because he got – uh, contact traced 
uh, one of those words that uh, I can't believe that we even said it way back when, but uh, <laughs> he got contact traced out of a couple games. But uh, other than that, he played in all the games. So these are guys that were just kind of hitting their stride. And it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can, uh, you know, get themselves back into game shape and get themselves back into playing hard. Because like I said, Cameron was our most improved player. He had, He's got the ability to play in a, a top six role. Gavin uh, was killing penalties for us as a freshman way back when and um, blocking shots and big, heavy, and physical. And, you know, not after pounding or, or hitting anybody. Your body's fresh, but you also forget how to do that. So it'll right. be interesting to see how they get back in this way of things. And like I said, Matt Matt played 20-plus uh, games two years ago, but still, it's even a, one year's a long time of, right. of not playing games. So. I, I think that, that it'll just take them a little bit. They're going to need to go out and actually get hit in a practice and be hit and um, give a hit and, and, and all that kind of stuff to kind of get themselves back into it. But you're right. We've got a, we don't have a lot in the middle. But Gavin Goulash will be here two years. Matt Hutton and Cameron uh, Ebert will be here for one year to go along with our nine fifth years. That gives us 11 graduates. And then we got a, a, a defenseman, Trevor Ladun who is a uh, junior that played two years at St. Thomas. We've got no sophomores. And then we've got three other players in the freshman class uh, that, that practiced here all last year. So they haven't played a game for a year. Right. And we've got six, uh, 13 other freshmen. So it's, it's going to be an interesting, we're going to have to hit the transfer portal again when we, those guys graduate, but we're going to have to start building from the ground up. And um, who knows, we may go out and find a hundred, hundred point guy that, that, uh, uh, which don't grow on trees anymore and uh, lead us to the promised land. You just don't know. And uh, everybody says, well, what are you going to need the following year? Well, I don't even know what we have this year yet. Practice. <laughs> no, and no, I get that. And, and, and that's, that's just, and I asked that question because, you know, that's got to be a group that has to come together. And, you know, those guys could be as young as 18, and you would know that better than I would, uh, and as old as 24 and 25. That's a big difference, even at, even at the late teens and, and early 20s. That can be a big difference in a lot of different ways. Yeah, we've got two 03s, which they will be 20 years old. Um, they're our youngest two players, but we okay. do have uh, two, um, three, actually, uh, and a fourth that'll happen right after the start of the year, 25-year-olds. Uh, interesting, you brought up Gavin Goulash. Gavin will be 20, I believe he's 24 now. He'll be 25 in January, but he still has four years of eligibility left. So he could technically play till he's 28 years old. He's not going to, uh, but he could technically play college hockey till he's 28 years old because of the the fifth year he got with COVID and then not playing the last two years. So he's got a, a, a long time left in his eligibility. It's, it is, we've done a lot. We've worked this summer uh, through zoom and through group messages and email and small groups and building our culture back. And I think that that's going to be one of the biggest and most important things is to, to we, we think we found great people and then to build the culture through good people uh, the excitement of rallying around a new program and getting us back and getting us going and um, just the trying to get the culture back to where it was uh, before the um, program was 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 let go and um, we're excited. I mean, I, I I'm probably a little bit more reserved right now than I I should be because um, I don't sleep well during the uh, the hockey season and right. it's already started. So it. Uh, yeah, I find myself up at about four in the morning sending emails, and I found this new thing for my staff that I didn't know uh, uh, in the previous go around is that you can schedule text messages. So I think of something at three or four in the morning, <laughs> and I schedule it to be delivered at seven thirty instead of actually having it delivered right at four a.m. So it's, uh, I'm growing with technology as well as I as I get older. Coach, I want I want to ask you before we jump into the schedule, but um, Ryan DeRosa coming back. I, I saw him at Colorado College. I know he loved working with Chris Mayotte, but he really enjoys being on the bench and, and and coaching up the guys. 
a little bit more than he maybe had to do at, at Colorado College. So how, how important is he going to be this year to your staff? Well, it's familiarity. And I, I've got, like I said, Matt Nicholson was with me. He's been with me seven years now, including year two on this go around. And Ryan was with me for that, the year that 2021. And Ryan and I talk every other day during this whole last two years. And I think it's familiarity. And you're right. He, he loved being in Colorado College. He loved being in Colorado Springs. Like, who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't like being there? But uh, I think he wanted to have more of a hands-on role in coaching and a hands-on role in, in recruiting and being involved, in, uh, which, you know, they got two great assistants in, at Colorado College, and he could have been the third there. But I think it's just a little bit more responsibility. And like I said, familiarity. His girlfriend uh, is from Pittsburgh and uh, knows the area. and like it, it's just it, it's a great fit it's a great fit i've got our trainer back who's been with me since 2014 i got our equipment guy who's been back uh the guy here in 2018 uh, we've got four people in our staff that i've previously worked with and uh, you can't say enough about that especially when you're going going to go through something exciting like rebuilding this program and the relaunch and you know, we were we we talked about recruiting schedule, and there's a showcase in Toronto on the first day of class when we can have our first official practice. And Matt Nicholson loves that showcase, but he wants to be there on the first day in the first practice because it's historical and it's getting back and there. I mean, take a picture and all that kind of stuff of of just getting things going again and uh, having people around me like Ryan and like Matt and like Tim Goldinger and Chris Costick and guys that have been here before. Um, are is 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 exciting it's fun for me i'm excited i'm glad that they want to stay here with tim and chris and i'm excited that matt and ryan wanted to come back and work with me that that says i guess uh i guess they like me a little bit to come back for (laughs) derek i want to jump into the schedule but i want to jump ahead about a month and then we'll go back to the start um a couple things have caught my eye going through the schedules of uh NCAA teams this year, and when one is an exhibition that you have on November fourth with Simon Fraser, uh, tell us about that. Tell us how excited you are to bring those guys in, and we can't, for the life of us, figure out how they are not an NCAA program in hockey. Well, it's interesting. Uh, Mark uh, Mark Coletta just he started calling and asking around um, about where you know would be we'd be interested in playing some games. Would we be doing this and I thought it was a pipe dream. I mean, of, of them coming all the way out to Pittsburgh, they're going to travel and they're going to play some high level teams. I don't think they've announced their schedule, so I'm not going to rain on their parade uh, of who they're playing, but they're playing uh, some teams that uh, uh, have been in the, the frozen four and some things like that. And uh, we started talking a little bit of it and he found that the, they can get some cheap flights from Seattle and then wanted to look at playing some other teams around here. Um, they're going to play Pitt's club team, which is a top uh, twenty club team in in the in the nation, and uh, and they just started talking about potentially playing Chatham Division Three. And when it all came out, uh, we talked a lot, and he found some good flights, and to be able to come and and have them as an exhibition and get them here, and um, they've got a tremendous in, in uh, like excitement about trying to get to the Division One level. Like I said, Mark has has always, uh, you know, had that enthusiastic ability to try to sell their program, and I know they're opening up with Colorado College and um, in the first weekend, and just it, those are just it's people did that for us when we first started our program twenty years ago. They played us when they didn't have to, and they um, they would come to our building when they didn't have to, and I just think uh, given teams the opportunity to grow their programs and 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 do that is is something that uh, we owe that to the game of college hockey and um, I'm excited to be able to do that with with Simon Frazier and, and if it wasn't them we would have probably got a, uh, a a club team locally or you know somebody uh, that would have also helped grow the game and grow their program as well. Okay, so the next one on there that, that always impresses me is your willingness to go to Alaska Anchorage. And I'm sure the answer is going to be pretty much what you just said about helping out programs. But 
boy, they they came back with a vengeance last year and and really did a good job of putting things back. And now you're going up there to see them. So um, tell us about that one. We went there in 2007 um, for the. They had a tournament. It was us, Anchorage, BU, and uh, Wayne State at that time. And great trip. Uh, we went there the first weekend of the year. It was even better that we got a chance to win that tournament. It was our first tournament championship. And um, in talking with with Matt Shasby, you know, throughout the year, he he was so excited that we were back because he had just did uh, went through the whole thing. I know Matt donated to, to help save our program. I watched uh, as we were kick, counting down the days, I would see names pop up that, and you'd see Matt Chasby and Brian Riley and Eric Lang and guys that would, would help donate money. And, and there's a, a million other coaches out there that have done a lot to help save our program. But Matt just always kept in touch and I'm rooting for you guys. And I felt that, you know, they have trouble getting home games. And we needed to go, and, and it's an opportunity. We we haven't played a game for two years, so why not play the the extra two in Alaska this year? Why not play the extra one against Simon Fraser and get a thirty seven game schedule in the mix and get our our young freshmen some experience, get the the fifth years even some more games and and uh, and get us back rolling. And like I said, uh, they were they were great in 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 helping us. It provided somewhat of a it was a different scenario, but we had to. Pro- a very similar story where we could look at some stuff that they did uh, to help save their program that we kind of implemented. And uh, it, I felt it was natural for us to be able to go up there and, and play them as well. Coach, uh, it, just on that same vein, um, you can get the extra two games by going up to Anchorage and going up to Fairbanks. And I know conference schedules get in the way and this sort of, and this sort of thing, but, there's also a lot of conferences that have odd number teams, which I like. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not one of these. It has to be even number nonsense guys. Um, and I know it's an expense. I get all of that. But why don't more teams go up there and take advantage of that extra two games? It can't well, just be the expense. It's the travel. Um, you 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 want to make sure that they you want to make sure that you're taking care of your, your, your players and, um, and making sure that you're setting yourself up for success within your league. So I think the travels a lot. I think the expenses a lot. Uh, but I also think every once in a while we owe it to college hockey to make sure that these, and I'm coming from an attitude of gratitude that we're back. And I want to make sure that, that they're taken care of just like Greg's taking care of us by coming back to play us and play us in, in our building. Uh, Greg didn't have to come back with the, with the Sun Devils to come back and play us. So we owe it to other programs. Um, we're going to play Long Island. We're playing Stonehill. Uh, we're going to play Lindenwood to make sure that they're sustainable for college hockey. And I think, like I said, I, I've learned a lot through this process, uh, but um, an attitude of gratitude is kind of a, a motto that we're going to take this year with community service. Um, giving back to the community that helped save us. But I also think that it's, uh, um, I think there's a bigger picture in making sure we go out and we take care of our own so nobody else has to go through with what we went through the last two years. Okay, I want to jump into that schedule again because I know you got Greg coming out there and Arizona State in the middle of December. Um, and then you're going to go play the Gophers on the 29th and the 30th. Uh, that's kind of jumping right back into the the fire instead of just a frying pan, right? Well, I mean, they're they're going to be the number one team in the nation uh, probably preseason, even though they lost Logan Cooley. And, uh, you know, I've known Bob for a long time, and uh, he's from the Frank Seratori tree. And um, obviously going out there and, and getting our name back out in the, the public and um, – you know, like I said, he's from the same coaching tree I am from, and we needed, we wanted to get some games and we wanted to get some exposure and to be able to do that. And Bob texted me and said, Oh, we'll probably miss some guys at the world junior. So take it easy on us and uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. But uh, no, it, that's a, that's a marquee event for us. Um, that's, that's going to be some, a really neat trip. Um, we're doing neat things next year. I mean, going to Alaska and, and playing Arizona State at home and 
the home home and home opener with Bowling Green and being able to to do all that stuff to, and going to Minnesota. I mean, we're we're putting some some frequent flyer miles on on our uh, on our plane, um, and uh, three flights for us is is a lot. Um, usually, it's one always to Air Force. We've got Anchorage, Minnesota, and 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 Air Force, but it's it's we're uh, it, we're doing some neat things. And not only do we just want to show that we're back, we want to be back with uh, you know giving our guys a, a great student athlete experience. And I think you hear that out right there right now is, is we're not out there with the big NIL money and, and the big uh, paydays. And, but you want to give your student athlete, your athletes and your students a great experience. And I think that that's the, that's something that, that uh, we need to need to take advantage of because then we get the, the next wave of the athletes coming in and we'll be excited as well. And uh, the following year, we're going to go to North Dakota. So you go from Minnesota to North Dakota the next year, and um, and coming out to Arizona. So it, it, we're 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 doing things the right way, and we're diving right back into it. How you know after two years being off, that we should never stop playing. <laughs> Derek, let me tell you, you sound like uh, Paul Hornstein's schedule because he's loving to go to Minnesota and North Dakota in January. So we're going to make sure that happens for him. Um, but, but also I do want to say that, uh, it's kind of nice. You're right back in Atlanta hockey, right? I mean, you look at what Lindenwood's going through in the two Alaskas and, and LIU trying to find a, a conference and now Arizona state has one a year down the road, but how nice is it to be able to come back into a, a conference type schedule too? Well, I don't think we would have been able to, to, to come back if we wouldn't have got back into our league. Um, I'm great, very grateful to the, the league members, the 10 members that allowed us to come right back in. I think they understand that it wasn't our fault. It wasn't uh, the president's fault. We were a very respected member of our league. We had uh, the, the best winning percentage between myself and, and Frank Zeratori. We were the one, two in winning percentage and, and Wayne Wilson in the, in the history of the league right now. And Eric Lang's not too far behind us. So um, I think they understand what we bring to the league and it wasn't our fault. It wasn't like we said, Hey, we're going to go look at a different league. We're going to go out and we're going to go somewhere else. And then we had to beg to come back. Um, this was, uh, uh, I'm not going to revisit the decision. No, we don't have, no, we don't have we to don't, do that. Just, but, it, but I it, think you're back. Yeah, we're back. And, and we're very appreciative that they would allow us to come back and not have us wait and sit out. I would have liked to have been back last year. So I guess that that was our, our punishment is waiting another year and uh, trying to get, get back at it. But I've been undefeated the last two years. So, nice. I mean, whatever. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, Coach, if you believe that whole I want to be in those places in December and January, <laughs> I have a uh, some oceanfront property uh, near Tempe. Uh, you'd like to buy it's called it. Oceanside Arena. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> not yeah, there anymore. Not, funny story about that. So we were going next year. It was supposed to be we're we're coming out there for the Arizona State tournament. It was supposed right. to be the second weekend in January, and then the third weekend we were going from Tempe to North Dakota back to back weeks. We were just right. going to stay out. It was back to back, and then when Arizona State got in the NCHC, it it jumbled all the schedules up. So we're now right. going to North Dakota in November and Tempe right after the January one. Okay. So I, it, uh, you wore, it you won changed that. Things around. Yeah. We, we were going back to back Arizona, Arizona to North Dakota. So I, I would have felt your pain. Yeah. You, you won that. Believe me. I <laughs> you already know that <laughs> a little nepotism there, a little insider trading uh, to get you guys one of those spots in January. Cause those are highly coveted. And coach, coach, one more thing. Paul doesn't have that land anymore. He sold it to the Coyotes. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I hope. I hope they get that get that stuff taken care of there. You know, it, it it's after being through, you know, the uncertainty. It's it it just puts it wears on you after a while. It probably does as a fan too for the Coyotes. And I hope they. Oh, get absolutely. They they can be there for a long time because they're going to have some good young players. So, as you've got, did you, I, I know Scott loves the schedule stuff, but so I don't know if he's finished or not. 
<laughs> well, the only other one I need to bring up is is Army, just because uh, well, Army and Air Force, because um, you know conferences, obviously, but but we love what Brian does and what Frank does, of course, and the military academies are are something special. So if you want to just touch on those two quickly for us, Derek, I'd be appreciative. Well, it's it's always it's always a, a thrill to be able to play. And, and this year we're playing them both on the road. So yeah. Right. We're going to go, we're going to go from, and, I, and very close in the, the, towards the end of the season, I think we go to army, have a home weekend and then go to air force to end it. That was our punishment. Is <laughs> last week. So they, yeah, they let us back in, but they gave us the, the, the worst slot in the, in the league. And nobody likes to see air force on your schedule the week before the playoffs. So, we have to make sure that we've got a, a buy in the in the first round uh, where we can recover from that trip. But to be able to play them a back to back, two back to back trips at the end is going to be pretty cool to, to be able to go there. And obviously, working there for five years, I went went uh, went out to Colorado Springs this summer with my with my daughter and my son, and and we're out there and stayed at Frank's house. And uh, it's it's always a great trip out there. And and West Point's another. Uh, exciting trip. So we've got, like I said, I know that you're, you, you're moving on from the schedule talk, but it's a pretty cool schedule. We got set up. No, I, I listen. Um, no, I'm just saying Scott, I want to let Scott hit all the high points. Um, you well, know, I, you I, I roster questions at to get yourself back into it. You're, I mean, don't, don't play second fiddle here. No. Well, listen, um, uh, and listen, you know, I'm not the king. I'm just the peon and the peasant, and I just, <laughs> don't buy a second of that either. I just, you know, um, just try to hopefully stay in the same atmosphere as Scott. So, you know, I just do what I have to do. I mean, um, do it, Paul. <laughs> um, I have some recruiting questions for you. They're not specific, and I, I know you can't give out names anyway. Um, and you're kind of in the thick of it because you're you were trying to build two different teams at once. Now, I'm sitting here and and, and I'm watching the names come out, and I know this is two and three years down the line. Uh, one, um, is is are a lot of coaches making a concentrated effort to not to have the kids not announce where they're going to go? Um, or, and, and it just seems weird that most of the kids that are announcing are in a couple of different spots and that's it. Like they're either, they seem to be either ECAC or, uh, or, you know, something or, or hockey East. And most of the other schools haven't had any kids publicly. I'm sure, I'm sure you know who's going to commit and who's not, but, um, is is there a specific reason for that? Is there something that I'm just missing in terms of the fact that so few schools have had kids announced or the kids have been so from uh, learn how to speak. Um, so few schools uh, commitments have publicly announced it because we know the kids love to be on social media and it just kind of seems odd that it's very isolated. Is, well, there's, is, there's been there's been people from you know Minnesota commitment, North Dakota commitment. Yeah, co I mean, there's a couple. There's but a couple. for the most part, I find it. I find there's more people announcing this year than they've ever announced before. Really, I think there's more. And six is committing that than they have in in the past. Uh, um, I think this is okay. I think this has been. Uh, I I think there's been more now than there has ever been at the at the, this August one deadline to to throw their name in the hat. But I think what everybody's got to understand is, I'd love to see how many people commit on August first that actually end up at that school. Well, that's true too. That's going to be the question that I have, and that should be um, somebody that's uh, got a lot more time on their hands than me to go through and see how many people and. In 2020, on August 1st, that committed, or in 2021 or 2022, that actually ends up at that same school, because that's what what will be telling. Because uh, people change their minds, schools change their minds, uh, advisors change their minds. Uh, they go to major, junior. They 
I mean, there's just so many different options that'll happen. So it'll be really interesting to see that splash of who committed within, let's say, the first 10 days of August, who ends up at that school. And I don't think I'm off on saying that because um, there's some that pop up there. You go, hmm, I wonder if he'll end up there. And he doesn't. So I, I until they end up on your campus, you know, um, Logan Cooley was committed in, to Notre Dame. Right. I mean, ends right. up in Minnesota. You go down the list of people that have been committed other oh, places no. that end up I, end up there. So that's why it, I'll, I'll be interested to see how it plays out. And and I totally understand that. I, I I just it's something that I just like I said I noticed it because as as we do this year after year, the the one part of this that I always tell Scott is hockey recruiting. Kind of, I'm still trying to figure it out. I mean, I know what coaches look for. Having coached a little bit, and it, very little, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm any kind of an expert. Lord knows um, I'm not getting paid to figure out what 14-year-olds are going to look like at 20. So You're not even getting paid, by the way. Well, we know that, but that's not <laughs> You guys haven't got my uh, honorarium yet for this. Um, <laughs> did, you get the, right did, you, did you get the summer skates, Coach? That's all that yeah, matters. I, I got those, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got more coming for you, Derek. We got more coming. Trust me. sitting right by my bed here. They're my, they're my nighttime slippers. Yeah. I, oh, listen, good I stuff. I wear them everywhere. Um, no, I just, and, and, and because of the distance from when kids first commit to when they first get on campus, um, I actually don't know why people pay attention to it at all. To be honest. Fair questions. Yeah. (laughs) Fair questions. And it's, that's not, that's not our wheelhouse. Um, we've got, we do, I mean, we've had an 05 commit, um, but that's still two years away. I mean, um, and I think that that you have to know what your niche is, and that's not our niche, and it's it's not everybody's niche, and it's probably right. half the school's niche, and they're probably all involved in that. But you know what? It's a it's a it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see the landscape how it it continues to mold and change and nils and uh, will major junior hockey players ever be allowed to play college? Um, it's trending potentially maybe that way in a couple of years. I don't even, I can't say for sure, but there's more um, people that are interested in letting it happen than there, than there were previously because there are people getting paid a lot of money to play football. Why does a, a major junior player who makes $200 a week, you know, not able to play college hockey? So, I mean, I think there's a lot that's changing in our game, and I think you're going to continue to see this recruiting landscape change. And uh, it's going to be different, I'll tell you that. Um, I've got – I'm on the back nine of uh, of my coaching career. I've met – like I said, I've been here 20 years now and uh, been in coaching for, for 25. I'm on the back nine, and I, I guarantee you by the time I get to 18, I'll be – it, the game will be completely different. The recruiting game will be completely different and um, of how it is. And just look how it's changed in the last three to four years. All right. Well, that brings up another sort of quandary um, in the fact that we know there's probably at least two schools. Well, we know that there's likely to be at least two schools that start programs next year. Um, you talked about earlier when Scott was asking you about the schedules and you got Stonehill that's kind of basically in their first year ish, uh, in terms of scheduling, um, and, and the Alaska schools and, and how much different is the conversation now? And we know that when, when LIU first started and, and, and there, there was a lot of, at least external pressure on uh, on your league to take some of these teams in. Um, how different and 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 we understood a lot of us understood what the hesitancy was from Atlantic Hockey to do that, um, especially when you saw an RIT 
this year come very, very close to an at-large bid, whether they won their conference or not. They were at least in that position to maybe get a second Atlantic hockey team in the tournament. Uh, How much different is the talk now that, and I didn't even consider the, the fact that you might get junior kids to play college hockey, because that would just create a thousand more players and not enough stalls. Has, has and and we know that the NCAA extended the moratorium, but how much has the talk about that kind of stuff changed? Um, I don't. I guess behind closed doors, uh, in the last couple of years, considering all of those factors. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I understand where you're going with it. I think it's. Uh... It'll be interesting to see. I think we've got new we've got a new commissioner in our league, and and uh, Michelle's trying to figure out exactly what uh, uh, what she has, what she you know where she's going with things, and her direction. I mean, obviously, you'd like to be able to 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 take everybody and get everybody in a league. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, is is taking a twelfth team the right thing? Is is somebody the independent starting a new conference the right thing? I think you'll you'll see. Time will tell. Um, I'm not a that uh, I don't know anything more than what I've been told in our league meetings that that they're going to evaluate all options and uh, uh, people that uh, are interested will reach out to the leagues and try to figure out how to how to go about uh, uh, moving forward and um, will they take a twelfth? <laughs> Well, it's hard to schedule 11, that's for sure. No, no, but, I'm uh, I, I'm not specifically talking about Atlantic hockey. I'm just talking about college hockey in general. Trying to accommodate and make sure that these other teams, like you said, you, you schedule the games in Alaska, you get the extra games, uh, you know, re- returning the favor and the gratitude and all. Uh, I'm talking about the the just the talk in the college hockey insider world about being a little bit more open into figuring out what to do for these teams, not necessarily taking a 12th team in Atlantic hockey. I'm just talking about in general. I think that you've got, there's a lot of questions that people are still trying to answer. Um, You brought up, you know, I brought up the major juniors. You brought up not enough stalls. Um, How single sports, single sport conference is going to move forward in the NCAA right now with, um, with all the expansion and change and, uh, moving leagues and, um, you know, how is single sport um, conferences like the NCHC, CCHA, um, all that, how are they going to have a seat at the table? Because the power fives are, are, are monopolizing everything and they're not really power. They're not even going to be power fives anymore because I mean, where's the PAC 12 going? So the, the, I think the, the single sport conference has to get figured out. I think that talk has died down a little bit because really other than the big 10, um, we're all single sport conferences. So where do you, where do you move from there? And, um, you know, you've got, uh, Miami and the NCHC, which is in the MAC and you've got Western Michigan in the, the in that, but then you've got Bowling Green in the same all sport conference, but they're in the CCHA. So how do you, how do you keep having teams that are in, uh, their primary conference then in different conferences, they don't even get to play against each other in, in when those three are together. So there's a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. And I think the, the landscape's going to be completely different and changed. And you see it every day. You guys are living it with, with uh, the Sun Devils and in football. I mean, I think you think it's done and then something <laughs> new happens. Yeah, well. And it just keeps going. And you're going to see that, I think. I don't know if you're going to see it as, as much in hockey, but you're going to see the single sport conference uh, question answered sometime in the near future okay all right derek final two for me they're kind of a, a two-parter but um yeah i know you guys have did a lot of fundraise i know you just had your golf tournament so i'll let you talk about that in a minute but um you talked about grade point average you talked about success on the ice but um you're also sending some guys to the professionals which isn't bad and grant Bear just signed with the uh allen americans so uh how proud are you of that as well well, we got Justin Adamo signed uh, with uh, uh, Wilkes-Barre in the American League. You got Jordan Timmons out there, and granted, they've had stops in between. Brendan McCallion, 
we've got three guys that are going to play in, in Greenville in the in the East Coast League that are all going to be in that are one of the former Colonials on the last team. So there's still a lot of guys out there. Plus, we've got guys in Europe. We've got two NHL referees. Uh, you're you're really proud of them, and they ca- carry on the Colonials name and. We still need to get that player to the the one player to the NHL. Like I said, we've got two guys that that are referees in the NHL, but we don't have a, a player that's played that game. And uh, I think that that would be the next big step in in our program's progression is to have a, a guy that plays in the NHL and and have that first NHL player, which would would be really cool. But um, proud of all of them. Um, they've all battled through adversity, especially the ones that had to go to a different school. Aiden Spellacy went to St. Cloud and was outstanding for them. He's he got the the uh, NCHC NCHC Post Grad Scholar Award. Um, he's going to go to law school when he's done playing. He's going to keep playing hockey. I don't know why. If he wants to go to law school, he's going to play another year. Uh, Jordan Timmons is going to go to law school. So I mean, you've got some guys that you're really proud of. And uh, I saw Jordan at our golf outing. I I saw I had lunch with Aiden Spellacy. I still communicate with all those guys and. Um, you're proud of all of them because they're they're still carrying on the the word of Robert Morris and our and our biggest alum Brady Ferguson our all time leading scorers making an unbelievable career in Sweden. So you've got really you know players playing a lot of different places in a lot of different leagues. That was part one. <laughs> part two is about the fundraising part of it because I know the golf tournament. I know you've done a heck of a job over the last couple of years to bring the program back and. Uh, how important is it to continue that? You have to. I think everybody's everybody's got to raise money no matter where you're at. And yeah, we had to raise it to, to come back, but now you raise it for a lot of different things. And uh, you look for things to, to differentiate your program. And um, the Pittsburgh College Hockey Foundation is now the Colonial Hockey Foundation, but they've done a great job in helping. And they're going to do things called the Foundation Days where they pay for you to do something uh, really neat on the road. We're going to go to uh, a wildlife preserve in, in Anchorage that we did in 2007, where you see moose just walking and bears. And obviously we'll be behind fences and, and a bus, but uh, uh, you know, and I think a women's team is going to go to a national predators game when they're down in Nashville. So you're constantly raising money. You you want to raise money to, to, to differentiate yourselves from other programs like, like yourselves and continue to raise money. So it's, that's always important. It's no matter where you're at, raising money's uh, definitely a part of the job. Derek, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for answering the call. So uh, on such short notice, we appreciate it. I promise it won't be that way again. And we will have you on many more times as the uh, colonials get back onto the, uh, the ice and the, the winning side of things. Well, I love, I love being on, on with you guys. And I said you threw the bat signal out from Twitter. You didn't even direct message me. You just went right. You go into the the post and and post things right there. So I had to say yes. I mean, you knew peer pressure, Derek. Peer pressure. You knew, you knew how to get right to me, but um, I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, you guys will come see us play when we play at uh, uh, one of our Western stops because we are the westernmost team in Atlantic hockey. So I can be considered. <laughs> on College Hockey West. Well, we, I'll, I'll definitely be there. Paul's probably going to be spending his winters in Alaska, North Dakota, and northern Minnesota. So That is just not happening. <laughs> um, I, I wish you guys were playing at Long Island this year. I, I would come in for that. I mean, you know, I work 10 minutes from Northwell. So. Well, we, I appreciate you guys. You guys do a great job for College Hockey, and, and we Thanks. need a lot more of of you guys out there because this is what makes college hockey great. Thanks, Derek. I appreciate it. That's the head coach from Robert Morris University. They're back, folks. They're back with a vengeance, and we can't wait to see what the Colonials do on the ice. Paul and I will be back in just a couple of minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Coast to Coast. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games ready for you wherever you are however you want to watch 
on your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on NCHC.TV. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at NCHC.TV. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on NCHC.TV. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our Best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. This is ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. All right, welcome back, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey Coast to Coast. Uh, running out of time, as always, Scott Strandy with you in Kansas City, Missouri tonight. My uh, co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on that big, beautiful island they call Long. No, I'm sorry, it's Long Island. Oh, Let's leave it at that. Stop. <laughs> you want me to start talking tigers? No, I want you okay. to. Just, oh God. <laughs> anyway, this is, uh, about, this is about Robert Morris. <laughs> it was awesome. And uh, I was great to have Derek on. Like I said, uh, great guy, great coach, awesome guest. And to, to answer my call as late in the day as he did and jump on with us, we, we totally appreciate it. But that's what it's all about, right? I mean, right. he gets it. He yep. understands it. And um, you know what? Um, well, he's, a, he's a fellow podcaster. You oh yeah, understand it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we love having Derek on and getting the scoop. And I promise we're going to see his team, or at least I will get to see oh, his yeah, team in, well. in person at some point in the very near future. Um, uh, I, I want to get your opinion on, but we don't really have much time. So, um, if you can do it quickly, Paul, just your thoughts on what you heard from Derek and uh, where you think Robert Morris is headed. Well, I, I'm sure that they will be back at the top of Atlantic Hockey in short order. You know, this is this is not, you know, a new coach trying to figure it out. Like I said, it's it's probably easier for him to get it with with the portal and everything else. It's easier for him to restock or to stock up, unlike when he did it the first time. So, 
you don't have to draw in, you know, 20 inexperienced guys. You've got guys that have been on the campus, guys that have been in the program, and guys that have played a lot of games at some high-level programs. So, Well, as you know, I love to uh, to follow guys as they move from NCAA ranks to the professional ranks, and uh, that was great that he brought that up. I only brought Grant Abair because he was the last one, right. uh, it appears, to sign. So uh, we don't certainly want to slight the others that nope. are making uh, that as well. I just want to make sure that's clear. And since I'm in Kansas City, I found out some news today. It might, might not be the, all that new, but our friend Jackson Castor, the goaltender from St. Cloud State and the right. Phoenix native, is playing and signed with the uh, Kansas City Mavericks. Nice. Congratulations, so, Jackson. So right here in town, Jackson Castor. Awesome. Way to go. All right. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue. 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. The Caesar Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with two locations in Tempe and one in Pine Top, lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Caesar's Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, deliveries made easy no matter where you are, the official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app or for download at your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing to ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will uh, say a big thank you again for both of us to uh, Derek Schooley for joining us on such short notice and talking RMU Colonial Hockey. Robert Morris is back. We're happy to have him back and great to be able to cover them a little bit better uh, by being on College Hockey Coast to Coast. So thanks to Derek Schooley for coming on tonight. Uh, I will tell you to remind you at least to tune in tomorrow night. We'll be back at the regular time of uh, 9.30 Eastern. Uh, 730 Mountain, as uh, Paul and I will have College Hockey West Weekly, and uh, hopefully have another great oh, guest. Can't, can't hardly beat this. Nope, tough to beat tonight. <laughs> All right, we'll say a nice tonight, too, by the way. <laughs> we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody.